0: This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by
1: RetroGameTreasure.com It is one of the best monthly subscription services you'll find out there. It starts as low as $29.99 and sends anywhere from 3 to 5 retro video games from your console of choice. From the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Game Gear,
2: as well as... Breaking news, now shipping, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation 1. And here at the Happy Hour, we love retro games, but what we love even more than retro games is saving saving money. money. So go ahead and put in the coupon code at checkout, Happy Hour Get $2 off your total purchase. Go see them, and don't forget to tell them at the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. you.
1: Hello, Internets! My name is Johnny Womack, of course. i got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, brother. Uh, of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the good old Deuce salute.
2: Yes, sir. Ah, That's nice. What I'm about. Nice.
1: <laughs> yep. So cheers to everyone drinking at home. Drink responsibly. Please, drink responsibly. Uh, we'd love to have a special guest with us on the we Happy do. Hour with we Johnny do we do. and Deuce. Before I introduce our guest, I wanted to say thank you to all the fans that have been listening and, and uh, supporting us throughout the last almost two years now, Deuce. Can yep. you believe that? Yeah. We're over 160 episodes strong, and uh, we wouldn't be doing it without you, fans. So thank you so much. Please continue to favorite us, heart us, like us on SoundCloud. Give us a five-star review if you love us. Send us a comment, feedback, tweet. You know the drill. HHpodcastshow at gmail.com. Send us feedback and comments. We read every tweet, every email, every comment, everything on Facebook, and we, uh, we're we under the good response on uh, Facebook now, which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah the quick time response. Yeah, so. I like that. Yeah, which is good. Uh, so definitely thank you to all our fans that uh, have been supporting us for the almost two years, so. Yep. All the happy hour-ites, where are we going to call them? We're going to have to, we, figure, we have out to figure out a name at some for, point. The, for, the, for the happy hour click, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. The
2: click. Yeah, the there click. you go. We'll, f- we'll figure something out, but speaking of names... We gotta say whose name is gonna be we joining had the us We on have the one and the
1: only Ness. That's N E H S, pronounced uh, Ness. You are the man. We've met you on several several times at different locations and different events. Uh, welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and uh, Deuce.
0: I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. You guys are, are dope. I remember, you know, we met at. I think we met officially at Barto, and that was a great time. Um, I know we had a lot of people uh, in the midst of that interview. We had a really good time. So hopefully, I can kind of be the energy of, I don't know, another three or four.
2: <laughs> like oh, yeah. Was
0: there it was like seven of us.
2: Oh, yeah, you were rolling deep because you had your buddies from the Renaissance Nerds were with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you had Shane with you and Shane's <laughs> photographer. Who uh, else am I forgetting that was there that day?
1: Oh, uh, who else was there? It was a bunch of, uh, Brandy well, was in uh our third with member. Us. Our
2: third member, Brandy, was with us. Yeah, and uh, I, we just had
0: yeah. is Yeah, does she – She's on your crew. Is she on the Happy
2: Hour show? Or yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. She she's Team Johnny for life. That's his wife. So, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> for life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a part of the she,
0: squad. Yeah, she's a yeah. part of the squad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she's taking
1: care of the chilling right now. So. <laughs> so yeah, she she's Happy Hour for life. Yep. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was great. Also, I actually we first heard about you from a, our boy. Uh, Josh Bauer, JB because yeah. oh, he's yeah. he was talking about you. This is like over a year ago. He's like, dude, Renaissance nerds, they're gonna they're amazing. They're gonna they're gonna be an ignition inc. Dude, you've got they do this awesome like you know, pick from a hat suggestion thing. It's gonna be live. They do it in an hour, it's so cool. Yeah. And you know, we Deuce and I were at the Ignition Inc, and we got yeah. to see it live. Like you, I mean, it was crazy. Like all the different suggestions. I think one of it was like one of the characters was you, I think. And then they yep. had like an anime character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. Like to be able, to, like, how uh, how long have you been doing what you do?
0: Well. Uh, and as far as the renaissance nerds goes we've been doing that uh ocala comic-con uh i think you know pretty much from now on will always mark kind of like the one year or the the year anniversary or our anniversary so ocala comic-con is going to be like what the, the first weekend of june out there in ocala um at the hilton and um that'll mark one year of us being together and just kind of you know saying hey you know we're all you know we're all bros and You know, we're artists and then Gamma, you know, he has a comic book store, pop up shop comic book store. And so we just kind of sat down and talked about it um, and we just kind of made it made it happen. So we have probably I mean, we've been doing it in regards to going to different cons and and what have you. We've probably been doing that for about four months now, four or five months where we've been dedicated to going to shows and, and, you know, putting our feelers out, seeing, you know, who is cool with us, you know, sliding through their con and allowing us to do what we do. And then um, and then, you know, we're all individual, you know, artists or like, like I said, Gamma is a comic book owner, pop up shop owner. And then I'm an artist. Uh, Larry himself is an artist. And then Bombay Customs is an artist as well. So we've been doing that for about a year And the Ness. Uh, you know, we kind of branch out and become, you know, our singular units. Uh, Ness, I've been doing Ness now for about, I'd say about four years now. Four years since about yeah 2012 was my first con at SuperCon in Miami. So just you know been been doing it for a couple years now, trying to get our feet wet, and and we'll see what the future holds. So the the uh, the Renaissance, Renaissance nerds is
1: kind of like the they Voltron. Up- yeah, 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 like they, you guys are they, all together. Yeah, they Voltron. They gotta like put
2: all the tigers together to make <laughs> yep, the big robot. Yep, that's exactly. But what I'll when say. they bust out, they're still like, we can do some shit. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a giant robot. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's how I like to, it's, it's funny that you say that because when I uh, describe, I guess, what we do, if anybody's ever like, so you know what, you know, what's the renaissance nerds, I, I always use the Voltron uh, analogy because, you know, we're all singular units, we do our own thing, we right. we own our own, you know, company or, or what have you, or, or studio, and then, you know, we're like, hey, we got a con coming up, let's go ahead and assemble and, and, and create Voltron and do something really fun, and, um, but yeah, so so that's us in a nutshell, um, I know, uh, you know, I know they Well, I know for this show is me. Um, and I know that'd be cool. Maybe, you know, the nerds one day, I know we talked about it at Bartow cause some of the nerds were out there. Sometimes you can get all four of us at a time and, you know, just like life, you know, sometimes all four of us can't be there. Sometimes all four of us can, um, I know at ignition, all four of us were there. So it was cool that you guys got a chance to see us, um, in, in full 100% Voltron mode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or Also, to equate it to, like, a wrestling terms, the New World Order, you guys are like the NWO. Oh. oh, yeah, I
0: like that better. I like that.
1: Yeah, because you guys are a great stable, a great team, but you also had an awesome singles career as well, you know? So, like, that's kind of the way I look at it as well. So, you guys are like the New World Order of art.
0: I like that. I like that.
2: But the one thing I wanted to ask you is, like, when you four guys decide to go to a convention, like... Ocala Comic Con or Ignition Inc or whatever and you know you're gonna do the Renaissance nerds thing together, do you guys still bring your own singles art and like sell that and sell stuff at the show? Or like how how does that go for you guys normally? Like walk me through the con for you.
0: Yeah. Um so for example, I guess the best example will be either A talking about Ignition in the past or in the future with Ocala. Okay. Um, like Ignition Inc., you know, what it was is that uh, they hooked us up with a a nice space. All of us had our, like our singular, I guess, table or a singular space that we combined them together. So in Ignition, we had almost like a square situation where each side of the square um, was a different nerd, it's four of us. So essentially, you know, each side of the square uh, was was each of our individual art pieces. Um, And then what we did while we were painting We kind of try to open that space and we get in the middle of the circle and kind of collapse one of the walls so that people can interact with us and see what we're doing when we're done with the painting we kind of just close off that square again and we kind of become that you know one one more time that those four walls of of different art going on ocala um, will be a little bit different um the spacing is a little bit different because we're going to be kind of in the foyer area of the ballroom like outside of that ballroom yeah um, so we're going to be we're still we'll still have almost like a square type of situation, but we'll be kind of we'll be against the wall. So in this case, I think it'll be about three or four tables out there. Each of us will have our own, you know, kind of setup, But For about a good two hours or three hours, you know, we'll be going around, you know, asking people to put the names in the hats and we'll do, you know, we'll do the Renaissance Nerds magic where we have people kind of toss in what they want us to paint and then we pull it out of a hat and make that happen. So we'll do that in the space that we were given after we're done painting. We'll, we're going to be actually auctioning off that painting. So Ocala Comic Con will be auctioning it off at the end and then we're also going to be doing like a panel so I believe we'll be painting first and then there's a panel and then we'll auction off the painting and then we'll kind of turn that space back into kind of like a multi-purpose, you know, all the nerds have all their art up at the same time. Um, so hopefully we can make it look kind of organized out there. If not, we just all toss it all together and have a big old party out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when is the Ocala Comic Con so our fans can come and see you?
0: Oh, man, I, let me see. I believe... Oh man, I, I I had a feeling I should have had my calendar. If I'm, I know, um, I know MegaCon is the 26th through the 29th. Yeah. Um, following weekend, I man, I please don't quote me. I think it's the following weekend. We, we got
2: Johnny pulling up Google on his phone, so. Okay. So Perfect. we got we got Johnny working on it. The reason being is if we can, I want to make sure this episode gets out in time so our fans can come and see you guys. Because uh, like I said, what what you guys do is dope. And, and for our fans out there, listen to the episode. Like you've got to see it in person. Like I mean, I know you guys got a couple YouTube videos up with like oh, ti- yeah. time lapse yep. videos, everything, but that doesn't that doesn't even remotely do it justice, guys. You really got to see it out live and in person and just see what they come up with. Because I mean it. Josh told me about it, and he hyped it up. And Josh is a good hype man. Don't get me wrong. Josh Bauer, he, he's up there with, like, Paul Heyman and uh, Don King when it comes to hype men. Because, I mean, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to hype machine. So I'm like, all right, Josh, all right, let me let me see. Let me see this for real and see what happens. And I saw, I was like, all right, kudos to you, sir. You, you were not just talking out your ass. Like, you, you really, you hit the nail on the head with this one because it was awesome. Like, it was great.
1: This is Ocala Comic-Con, correct? Yeah, Ocala June 4th to the
2: 5th, according to my Google search.
0: All right, yeah, so it's the weekend right after Mega. Yeah, Right
2: after Mega. Damn, back. you are going to be worn out, son, if you're doing MegaCon and that, because MegaCon's oh, okay. four days.
0: It's, it's going to be crazy, actually, between uh, the Renaissance Nerds and NES, I'm going to be uh, releasing a, kind of like a, uh, maybe like a schedule, I think that's the best way to put it, a schedule yeah. of events, does Between, I mean, pretty much Megacon and December 2016, between the Nerds and Ness as a singular unit, I have like nine shows.
2: Holy Um, shit, man.
0: Yeah, it's going to get pretty crazy. Um, Definitely back to back for for a while. I know the summertime is pretty packed. Um, I know that, if I'm not mistaken, the Nerds have a show in August. Um, as well. So we're, you know, we're just going to be, you know, we have three shows for sure. The other six are Ness like by myself. And then the other three for the rest of the year will be uh, with the nerds as a collective front, but I'll be putting that schedule of events on my, um, Ness, uh, official Ness Facebook page. That'll probably be coming up within the week. So, um, I'll be putting that up for everybody to be able to check it out and and see what we got going on.
2: Well, tell our fans how they can find out where the schedule is going to be. And also, uh, guys, look in the underneath the episode. You'll be able to see in the comments down at the bottom and in the episode title and everything down at the bottom. You'll be able to see it. But go ahead and tell us so they can go ahead and find it.
0: The uh, the Renaissance Serves of a Collective Front. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The. Renaissance Nerds. Uh, we'll have all the events listed up there. By the time this podcast is out there and ready to go, it will be waiting uh, for anybody that would like to go and see it. So it, it'll be available on the Facebook page uh, for sure. I know myself um, as a singular unit with the shows that I have uh, as Ness. You can you'll be able to find that on the official Ness Facebook, and then I'll also be dropping. Um, you know, a lot of uh, previews and and dimes and all that, all those goodies. I'll be dropping that on Instagram as well. I'm very active on Instagram. Facebook, active, but Instagram, super active. Also, the Renaissance Nerds, we have an Instagram as well. Same thing, the Renaissance Nerds. uh, Just one long word together. Um, And uh, we'll be, once again, dropping, you know, Goodies in there and letting you guys know of what's going on in regards to our shows and giving you guys uh, all the info that you need to get there if you're able to get there. A lot of them are going to be in Florida. I know you guys I'm sure have fans uh, listening from all over the place. Uh, But if anybody's in Florida. Um, A lot of the shows that we have coming up will be in Florida this time around this year, and then we'll be expanding out hopefully by next year to get to some other states.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, man. What we'll do is we'll make sure that this episode drops within the next week or two so then then they can hear the episode from Sci-Fi Bartow and this episode before MegaCon and before the uh, ClaremontCon.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. No, thank you guys.
2: No worries, man. No worries at all. But here's a question I got for you because I, I've kind of noticed this lately. <laughs> it seems like the con scene explodes in the summer. And I haven't figured out why yet. It's like June, <laughs> July, August. Shit gets real in the nerd community, and I haven't figured out the why.
0: Uh, you know, I don't you know, I don't know if I have a, a good answer for that as well, but I, I'm I'm gonna first say this. You're right. Um, because pretty much starting May, and and, I mean, I know that, you know, cons are all over the world pretty much, but, you know, we'll we'll keep it a little closer to home in the U.S. Um, You know, cons are, they blow up everywhere, but I'll tell you what, in Florida, it is wild. Uh, Yeah. When May starts pretty much, I mean, May for me starts the the heavy-duty preparation of a of, uh, a lot of cons, some of them I'm not going to be at this year, though, but like MegaCon, for ex- for example, you have MegaCon in May, yeah. uh, Ocala, Comic Con in June, yeah. um, then SuperCon um, in Miami. I, I know yeah. that they've been kind of pushing those dates back and forth. They used to be 4th of July. I- 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 don't want to misquote it, but I think that they're still for the July weekend. Um, They usually kind of keep around that same time. So Supercon in Miami is usually – that's a huge one.
2: Yeah, um, it's massive.
0: Every year, and that's in July. Then you have Tampa Bay Comic Con in August. That's getting bigger. Um, It just – it's it's wild. It, it really – and the big ones, you know, like the Super, Super Mega, you know I mean? All of them are great, and I'm not yeah. saying anything. You know, I'm not being disrespectful. or No,
2: no, no, no not at all.
0: Because all cons are great, and they're yeah. growing, you know, step by step. But, you know, Megacon, when you have almost 100,000 in attendance, you know, what's am going call it? Supercon, same thing. I mean, 60, 70, you know, 80,000 in attendance. Um, Tampa Bay up there, too. When you're getting up to those large numbers, filling up huge convention centers. I mean, and when you get into the foyer, you know and and you can't even get into the con itself because the foyer were you know you haven't even purchased your ticket yet and there's hundreds of cosplayers that aren't even going into the con they're just doing photo ops outside it just gets crazy and you know i i i think it's a testament to what's happening in the in the cinematic universes out there what marvel dc star wars i mean everything's getting ramped up and people are just Really either A, falling in the trend or or B, falling more in love with the, you know, the comics they grew up with or they picked one up and they're falling in love with it now. But either way it goes, I really think that my personal opinion is the fact that the cinematic universes are getting ramped up and and, you know, they're a lot of them have spectacular storylines you know the graphics are just impeccable and people are really jumping on board with a lot of these movies that are coming out i think is just you know getting getting everybody in gear to see everything in person and to see you know hey i want to be a part of something way bigger than i am and to be you know one person in the midst of you know a hundred thousand people in the midst of a weekend uh, it's a pretty cool thing to go to I know Megacon, I can speak to Megacon. I, I, I've gone every year for the past four years. I've been an exhibitor for the past four years, and that thing just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's like a sea of people. You, I mean, you it, – it's hard to even walk. And that's – you know, I'm not – I'm not. hopefully I'm not scaring anybody. I'm telling you, go. I mean, it's its an experience. Yeah. It's,
2: but, I it's mean, be- you're exactly right. It's one of those things you can't even really put into words. Like, no. the amount of people and – the interest and the desire and that's the reason why I think we're seeing a lot of these smaller cons pop up because it's like people want to keep that feeling like all year round so you know more and more cons keep popping up and it's great it's great for entertainers like us who do podcasts who you know it gives us something to go to and to help promote but it's also great for artists like you guys because it gives you another place to show your work in an area where it's a target rich environment like these are all people that love what you're doing
0: oh yeah yeah it's been it's been really cool um you know every con is is amazing to me because you know i i've met so many people um at these places you know and and the passion and the heart that a lot of you know the people that come to these shows, some people, they just, you know, it's a hobby or maybe they just came with their friend or maybe it was a wife that tagged along with their husband or vice versa. Or maybe the parents are just coming because of the kids, but you know, whatever the situation is, you know, when you get there, I, I, you know, it sounds super cliche, super like cheesy, but it's weird. It's almost like you can see like the twinkle in people's eyes because it's just, it's too, it's too much. It's overwhelming. I mean, you got, you know, uh, the 501st, you know, like a whole band of stormtroopers and Boba Fett's. And there's a Darth Vader that's six foot seven, you know, over there. Let's take some pictures with them. And oh, my goodness, like somebody that took two years to build, you know, an amazing Iron Man suit, you know, and you're like, man, it's like I, I'm actually in a movie set, you know, it's, and you get to meet these people that put a lot of hard work into their cosplays. You know, they they take a lot of time and they invest a lot of their personal time um to really understand comic book universes, you know, and sci-fi universes and show universes, you know, it's, it's just really cool. And, and, and the exhibitor side of it, it is awesome to be able to, you know, yeah, sell and and really push my name out there and push the brand. Um, But when you sit down and really, you know, get a chance to talk to some of these people, they really, you know, they, they want to support local art. They want to help, you know, the artists that are going to these shows, you know, I've had, it, the other day, I just kind of randomly asked on my Instagram, um, you know, because sometimes I forget. And I was like, you know, hey, how, how long have you guys been following me for? And I had a, a guy that was like, man, I, I've been following you for like five years, four or five years. And I, it just blew my mind. And the first time I met this guy, um, I think it was like at Supercon, like the very first con I ever did. And, you know, when you think about that kind of stuff, the relationships that I've made with you know, either a, you know, friends, fans, collectors of my work. It's really cool to be able to to sit down and say, hey, I, I've i been doing this for a long amount of time. And there have been people that have been supporting me all the way there. And, you know, artists like Josh and, you know, there, there's tons of other artists, you know, that I can name out there. Um, I know uh, another friend of mine, Bianca uh, Stump. you know, I. I. I went to college with her at UCF and she was actually one of the, one of the major proponents in my life to get me into exhibiting at cons. And it it changed my life. I mean, I, I used to be a teacher. Um, and I'm just going to be honest, you know, cons cons for me were so good. And and so, you know, I guess, monetarily and and, and the support that I got that I was able to quit my job.
2: Well, that's amazing, man.
0: Um, I was a middle school art teacher for the past five years and I made my decision this year um, in January to to quit because I just, in, pre- in preparation for all the shows that I had this year, there was no way that I would be able to do both. I mean, I was, I was pushing at one time, maybe 60, 70 hour work weeks between being a teacher and, and going to the studio almost every night, you know, every weekday night and, and going in there and banging out two, three, four canvases, you know, just, to, you know, whether it was supply and demand or a commission or getting ready for a show. So it just, you know, I don't know, conventions for me, I'll be honest, conventions for me, it changed my life. Um, I know it's changed a lot of other people's lives um, and their businesses because it's given, it's afforded them the opportunity to have thousands. I mean, thousands of people look at your work and you you don't get that opportunity in a lot of different, in a lot of
2: places nowadays. So Well, I've got a question for you because you brought up something interesting. You know, you you quit your job, but when you were working your job, you were going two, three hours a night after work. So you've already been, you know, teaching kids eight, nine hours a day. Now you go into the studio and you're like, man, I got to bang out, you know, two or three pieces or whatever I got to bang out. How has that changed now that you have retired and you're just doing cons and just doing art because – I'm not going to lie. Like, I love the podcast. I love what we do. We have so much fun. And to me, I love it. Like, when we get together every week, it's a blast. Like, me and Johnny hang out, and, like, you know, we have a couple cold beers, and we have a good time. But I would feel like, in your position, like, if I had just got done working, you know, eight, nine-hour day, and now I have to bang out three or four pieces, the love may not be in it. Does that make any sense? Like... The, yeah. the heart may not be in it because you're like, man, I got to bang these out because if not, I won't have enough stuff for the con or, hey, I got to bang this commission out. But now that you're just focusing purely on the art, how has that changed everything?
0: Yeah, no. The biggest thing for me now is is routine, um, trying to learn how to balance everything out. Let's say, okay, so January 29th was my last day as a teacher this year, Um And so that weekend, you know, I celebrated and I went out and, you know, had a good time with friends and family, all that jazz, you know, cool. You know, I'm done teaching Monday morning came and I'll be honest, in the very beginning, I I didn't know what to do with myself. It, It was yeah, it was a dream come true, but it was almost like, okay, now I have so much time. How am I how am I gonna start divvying this out? So in the very beginning, I I ran it like a workhorse. I mean, I would get into the studio maybe around nine o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't leave uh, probably until nine or ten that night. You know, i will take a little break, get some lunch, go out, you know, grab something to drink and whatever, you know, all that jazz, and come back and, and do what I got to do because uh, my studio is not too far away from my uh, my apartment. But it ca- it got to a place where I was working so much. It, It it did feel like I was just a workhorse, just, okay, cool. I'm going to wake up and paint some more and paint some more and paint some more. And I started to realize that it was kind of the same concept of, of being a teacher and having a nine to five and then leaving, you know, my nine to five and, and, you know, locking up my classroom, getting in my car, going to my studio and then, and then pulling a six to 10. Um, And it was kind of the same concept, only, it was all Ness. So I'll be honest, for a while, because I didn't know how to control it, and I'm and I and I'm still working on it. This is still a work in progress. I actually started to resent it. Um, and there were, there were weeks, um, let's see, in March, there were times where I would wake up and I, I honestly didn't want to do anything. Um, I didn't go to the studio. You know, you talked about the love. I'll be honest, it got to a point where I started to resent that. I I started to really fall out of love with what was going on. And what I had to learn about myself as an artist um, is that I had to make room for myself, you know, and and building in time for me to express myself out of the context of, you know, working with Marvel characters and DC sci-fi, you know, commissions and, you know, doing painting things that, you know, people requested of me. Doing that all day long, all you know, all day, every day, all day, every day. It it can become very mundane and I'm not I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, and even now, you know, after Megacon, I, even though I still have all these shows and, and whatnot kind of ahead of me, I've really purposed within myself to block out time every day to work on something personal so that I can express myself you know as 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 an artist creatively and and you know away from you know the commissions and away from things that were already created um which sometimes i have a you know sometimes i i have a hard time with that myself okay cool i'm i'm creating things i'm painting things i'm i'm selling things in my own way you know and, and you know um because I'm a, I'm a big person about that you know if you're gonna create something that's already created you know don't just, you know, Google image something and copy it like that's uh, that's something that I've never, you know, uh, agreed with um, out there. And sometimes you see it at shows and, and whatnot. But even still, when I put my own heart into, you know, characters that have already been created, universes that have already been created, sometimes I lose myself. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been hard. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie. This is what month, month, month three um, doing this and um Funny enough, I have found little spurts of time where I think that I'm getting kind of burnt out. But this only burnt out because I'm not doing sometimes, you know, what I want to express. Um, and I'm just kind of maybe stuck in, in the mode of doing commissions and creating things that people want created. So I know I kind of rambled on. I don't know if I answered your question, but it's a work in progress.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's important to have me time, you know, because like you need to have downtime to kind of recharge the batteries, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But um, but it's been good. You know, I mean, it's, it's definitely different. You know, when I wake up in the morning, it's not the same feeling that I had waking up going to my job, you know, as, as a teacher. As much as I love my kids, you know, I, I was a teacher in Orange County and I don't you know, I don't want to sit here on a podcast and, and blast, uh, you know, the, the school district or anything like that. So I'll keep those personal feelings. Uh, inside as much as I possibly can, but I'll just put it like this, you know, me myself as a teacher, um, it was never the kids, but it was always those, those stipulations and the red tape and all the weird stuff that kind of came down from above uh, and then onto an employee of a, of a workplace. And that, that stuff really just really brought me down. So every morning I'd wake up and I would just, honestly, I'd I'd hate life, you know, and now I wake up and I, I don't hate life. You know, now it's like, okay, I'm waking up. Let, let's do this. Let's let's get this. How can I, you know, orchestrate my day um, to kind of fit what I need to do and, and still be okay? Whereas before, as a teacher, everything was already kind of mapped out for me. There was no changing it at all. So now as an artist, you know, being self-employed and, and waking up every day, knowing that the only way that I'm going to eat is by what I'm creating with my hands and what's you know what's being generated out of my mind and my heart. Um, it kind of I am faced with a really beautiful challenge, um, and but I like it. I like that challenge more than what I was feeling before waking up, going to a job that I hated, um, because I do love what I do now.
2: Well, that's actually, man. Uh, not to to backbite you a little bit, but man, that's some real shit. You're like I'm feeding myself by what i'm creating with my hands and what i'm creating with my mind it's like yeah. these two hands are what's creating what's going to feed me and that that's real man yeah
0: no i appreciate that yeah it's just it's it's you know and it's not to get all deep or you know i don't i didn't want to get deeper or philosophical or nothing they're or you know about that kind of stuff but it, it it does kind of it can be scary sometimes you know but i i like that scary you know that 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 feeling of like, well, I, I have to wake up and get out of bed and I got to make something, I got to create something. And yeah, sometimes even if you're feeling like you don't want to do it, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. You, you have to, you know I mean? Because once again, going, going back to it, if I don't, you know, there, there's bills that need to be paid. There's, there's things that need to be taken care of. And, um, at the end of the day, I got a job to do. And just like I was a teacher and I woke up and I had a job to do, This is this is what I've decided and chosen for my life as my job now to do. So, you know, I'm going to do my best to continue, you know, being the best artist that I can and and trying to be as imaginative and creative as I can um, to let my fans and, and my collectors and everybody out there know, hey, I'm not I'm not going to stop. And, you know, what what you're investing your hard earned money on right now I want it to be of value later in life. So but I know that the only way to do that is to kind of continue pushing that envelope and to continue creating pieces of artwork that people actually want. Um, so that's 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 that beautiful challenge that, that I pick up
2: with every day. Well speaking of real shit and bills, we gotta pay some bills. So we gotta <laughs> take a quick break. And, yes, sir. and we'll be right back for more of the happy hour with Johnny and Duke. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game character, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com, and that's www.joshbauerartist.com dot com, and you can find him on all his social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like... Space Coast Nerd
1: Fest, April 16th and 17th. He's going to be a guest artist. Also, free comic book day May 7th at Smash Comics. MegaCon 2016 from May 26th to the 29th where he'll even have a booth in the vendors area. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's j b d e z i g n s .storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints.
2: And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our happy hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D u c e i s o n t h e l o o s e, you'll get 25 percent off prints posters, and mini prints. And if you see him on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend Josh Bauer of JB Designs and don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with, with Johnny and Deuce sent you
1: This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by
2: Agia Productions is an Orlando based film and photo company.
1: They work with a lot of local cosplayers shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to
2: make the cosplayer into a real life hero. Agia has done some charity work as well working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness
1: Find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome,
2: high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer, that's okay too. ag can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, ag Productions does weddings, graduations, quinceañeras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, ag can do it.
1: Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor
2: find The Corridor on Facebook at
1: facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also go to Agit's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't forget forget to to tell them them that that the the Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you.
2: you. And we're back with more of the happy hour, with Johnny and Deuce. Yeah, we don't take long commercial breaks around here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, oh, go yeah, ahead, no, it's
1: it's awesome. We're we're here with the amazing Nest That's N E H S for those uh, listening. Um, and definitely go to the official Ness. That's your uh, Facebook. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yep, and uh, they can find you on Instagram um, and uh, go in there. And also the Renaissance Nerds, big shout-out to the Renaissance Nerds. Go check them oh, out yeah. as well. Uh, my question to you is, like, because you have the flexibility and the spontaneity, if you will – like what how does it co- like so say hey i'm gonna wake up in the morning and like how does an idea come to you does it something that you watch on the internet something that you wouldn't saw a movie is it is it a, a friend gives you an idea obviously you do you do uh custom stuff as well uh commissions but like how does that idea work when you want to do a like a, a piece like give us the inside of your brain how does that work
0: let's see um i guess for the most part i you know The best way to kind of explain it off the top of my head right now, because it's funny, you know, I I don't really know how to answer it, but I'm going (laughs) to try. This is the best way that I'm going to explain it. When I'm getting ready for a show, it's almost like a sandwich. So if you can kind of imagine uh, the the bread uh, of the sandwich being the things that I know, you know, are popular, things that are popping right now, things that, you know, I know people will say, hey, you know, let me what I like to call like a head turner. You know, okay, cool. I just saw Civil War. Civil War is fresh on my mind. Oh, wow. You know, check out this particular, you know, uh, Captain America piece or this Iron Man piece. Um, I like to do a lot of that on purpose um, just so that it's something that turns the head. It's something that is relevant. It's something that, you know, just kind of captures the attention because it's fresh on people's minds because of the media, because maybe the, the movie has been seen. Uh, Maybe, you know, for example, Batman v Superman, everybody had their own particular, you know, view on that movie. Um, But even still, because so many people had their own particular view and stance on that movie, it's something that's always chiming in people's minds and heads. And, you know, because Batman and Superman collectively and singularly are, you know, are iconic, um, it's definitely something that I would use as bread. Um, So... Definitely when I go into a work week, I'm like, okay, cool. How, you know, what are my pieces of bread? Uh, the things that I know are going to keep, you know, this sandwich together. And, and when I'm at a show, are going to keep, you know, my metaphorical sandwich, if you will, uh, together in my booth. Um, and then the, 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 the condiments and all the things in the middle is kind of me just kind of exploring some, some wacky stuff. Um, lately, I've been on Nostalgia. Um, so you know I I'm a 90s kid um you know I, I grew up you know with the the Rugrats and the Beavis and Butthead uh, and the Ren and Stimpy's you know and so this year you know lately for whatever reason I've I've been in a very nostalgic mood so MegaCon's going to be filled with a lot of 90s um artwork and that's what I'm going to have as as the meat and and the condiments of of the sandwich but the bread to keep it all together will be the You know, definitely going to have a lot of Civil War pieces out there this time. Um, Suicide Squad pieces, you know, getting ready for that movie. So a lot of the characters that are going to be in Suicide Squad. Um, So I I purposely try to do that. And when I start, you know, the week and when I'm kind of mapping out the month and I'm looking at the show that's coming up, I write down on paper, you know, what's hot, what's not. What are people talking about? What's buzzing? What's chiming? Um, and I purposely allow those things to, to be that bread to keep it all together. And then when I'm done, um, you know, baking the bread, es- essentially, and th- those pieces are done and I'm ready to put things inside of the sandwich, I can just have fun, you know, and I can kind of go out there and and have fun. Hey, if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I, I just like to have a lot of fun with my pieces all together. Um, So I try, you know, of course, I got to pay bills, but at the same time, I still got to have that that edge to me to where, you know what, I'm going to paint something that might not sell, but it makes me happy. And I try my best to do that a couple times a week, at least, you know, create a couple pieces that are making me happy. And it's like, hey, if it sells, hallelujah. If it doesn't, well, that I'm going to have hanging up in my house for a while. But you know, I, I know that, you know, because I put a lot of work and a lot of probability of the pieces of bread will most likely sell um, because of the fact that they're they're hot and they're popping at the moment. So I, I try to kind of roll with the tide sometimes um, and utilize, you know, media um, to the fullest degree to help me sell pieces. Um, but then at the same time, try to have a little bit of fun in the middle. So. That's kind of how I map it out, you know, and, and my inspiration comes from whatever's hot right now. So definitely Civil War has been very hot for a while. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of different Captain America, Iron Man pieces that are going to show their, their face in, um, in Megacon. Um, and, you know, kind of things that revolve around there. Star Wars. I've always been big on Star Wars and Stormtroopers Rogue One coming out. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have a ton of Star Wars stuff um, as well at MegaCon, so I'm just really—that's kind of how I do, you know. And my personal loves, you know, um, are what kind of pop out. So,
1: well, what for those at home that have not seen you work yet, like, what type of medium do you use? Do you do you use paints? Do you use spray paint? Do you airbrush? Do you, what do you do? Like, what do you?
0: It's a mixture of a lot of different things. Um, I'm I mainly if not all the time work on canvas and it's a mixture of acrylic so the actual paint you know acrylic and then um, I use a lot of paint markers and I do spray paint when I first started a couple years ago excuse me when I first started I was heavy based on stencil work I I really liked the the precision and the technicality um, of creating stencils um, to make a piece of artwork and I also like repetition. So in the very beginning, uh, one of the very first pieces that I ever did um, was a particular stormtrooper piece that was almost reminiscent of like Andy Warhol. So you know, kind of the same image over and over again, just different crazy colors. Like uh, for any you know anybody out there that that knows Andy Warhol's work, when he did the Marilyn Monroe yeah, uh, painting. Awesome. So
1: yeah, we're looking at a picture of right now on Instagram. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so go to yeah. the official Ness. N E H S to see what he's talking about. It's 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 awesome, man. It's so cool. Uh,
0: so yeah, no, I mean, um, and so in the very beginning, I guess, in kind of talking about Instagram, the. The more you scroll down, you know, to the beginning of my timeline in the very beginning. And, you know, if, you, if anybody had, you know, a couple like a minute or two to scroll all the way down um, to kind of see back in around 2012, 2013, when I started doing this, a lot of my work was very uh, repetitious. It was stencil based. I, You know, I cut stencils out of either cardboard or paper or hard plastics or, you know, whatever. Um, and I did a lot of spray painted pieces uh, with the stencils. But then it started to morph um, into more of a free-handed style. So I started to go from the stencil work into more of a free-handed spray painted work. Um, still working with spray paint, a little bit of paintbrush. Now it's almost as if not necessarily abandoning stencils altogether, but it's just, I guess it's just my style just evolving and, and moving forward. I seldom use stencils now, and and the only reason that I might pull out a stencil now is to, you know, bring back the Stormtroopers that were very um, iconic in the beginning of of my career, you know, as a professional artist um, with the Stormtroopers, and I, you know, I did a lot of Star Wars related stuff in the very beginning, my booth was just Star Wars heavy, you would think like that's the only thing that I ever even knew about uh, when I first started, but so I would say now, I mean, my style's very mixed. Mixed media, spray paint, um, markers, um, sharpies, um, you know, paintbrush. I might use a little bit of stencil in there um, to kind of give it some effect of repetition around some of the areas of the canvas. But just really crazy, um, real bright. I use a lot of bright colors. Um, also, drip. I like drip and splatter. Um, it's a lot of. People kind of under you know they they know my work now as more of a splatter and 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 uh, drip technique that I like to do uh, with different you know inks and washes and and mixing my paint with you know different ingredients to uh, create drips and splatter on there to make it. Uh, some people call it messy. I I like to kind of coin it ness-y.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> being
0: messy. So, yeah, messy is kind of a messy style. Um, so you know just real you know real messy in nature, but still not necessarily, you know, it's a controlled mess. And and I I like to kind of place the splatter where I can. And you can only control it for so much, of course, but it's kind of a controlled, uh, chaotic mess with bright colors Um, and some repetition in there as well when I use stencils. So that's kind of what I'm, you know, doing on canvas now. And a lot of my canvases I turn into prints. So I have print versions available um, of a lot of my pieces as well.
1: Well, I think it's interesting because uh, I was going to actually ask you about the the uh, the textured look, because when I'm, I'm looking at right now, I'm on the Instagram. I'm looking at like a Deadpool or a Spider-Man and and like it has this awesome like texture to it with the with the drips and the and the splatter and all that. And it kind of makes your a it separates you from other artists, but also it gives you that unique uh, like it, everything look, kind of looks alive and, and like action, like everything's like uh, moving, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um... I like, you know, that's also something that's reminiscent of the style, a lot of layers. Um, I kind of purposely like to throw in a lot of, like, you know, hash marks and, and, and just, you know, marks that you wouldn't really think would be relevant or would make any sense in the beginning um, until it just kind of all becomes one thing at the very end. Um, and, and that energy that you're talking about, you know, looking alive, um, it is, you know, it's kind of like those hash marks and those weird, you know, s- strokes and marks that I put on there just kind of randomly in the midst of the process. Um, but yeah, and then the, the drip and the splatter, I let the paint dry and then I do it again and I let it dry and I do it again. And it's just, you know, I went to school uh, at UCF actually and I graduated back in 2007 and I got a degree in graphic design. So it's kind of like, second nature for me to work in layers you know like in photoshop or something like that so because i used to work a lot on the computer and you know working with things like photoshop and illustrator where it's very layer based i paint sorry i kind of i paint in a layer type of way too so that's where those you know that that depth and that movement come from you know just tons of layers of paint on there
1: so i noticed like with your um uh slimer you 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 have like a couple of versions of it i guess the one that you did like a an ink version and a sketch ink version then you have the one where it's 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 got this color man i don't know how to describe it like it almost looks like it's fading like there's colors around it and it looks like it's just like a something you would an ad you would see from the 90s man like how do you do that fade and all that like that's pretty cool
0: yeah no i appreciate that that right there um is pretty much just kind of like the handling of the the spray paint can and you know how close or how far away um, you you allow the tip to be close to the to the canvas, and when it sprays out. And no, the the Slimer piece actually, I love, I really do love that piece. Um, you know that's kind of like I was talking about that nostalgia. I know they're even, you know, and another thing that kind of brought it back to my memory was the fact that they're bringing back or they're remake not remaking it, but they're making another Ghostbuster movie. Um, and so I I was kind of on this whole Slimer kick and. Yeah, that one is um, almost primarily spray paint based. Um, it's no stencils though, um, but it's spray a lot of spray paint, and then the the hard lines that you see with the black are um, it's a Montana ink that I use. But yeah, no, the, it's just that a spray effect that I kind of do. It kind of like uh kind of it's in the wrist and it's, it's it has to do with like how close and how far away you are from the canvas um, and just kind of let it spritz on there ever so you know slightly but no I appreciate that I, I really like that piece myself man but I appreciate you talking about that one I like that one too
1: well my thing is like I think when I look at your work it's everything like you can tell that like there's Inspiration there because like I'm looking at like, Reptar, dude. Like yeah. you, we're all from the yeah. the three of us are all from the same generation. And I'm yeah. like, dude, that's Reptar. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it just it hit. It makes me feel good when I see your pieces because it, it it like especially when you brought up the nostalgia effect earlier. It's just like it makes you brings you back to a time when you weren't paying bills and you didn't have to. You know, you didn't really have to do tests and stuff. You were just like going oh. out in the summertime and having fun, going to the pool, whatever, listening to music with your friends and like like these pieces just make you feel good.
0: No, I, I appreciate that. That that's what, you know, lately, I don't know what it was. Um, you know, you know what's funny, I, I think it kind of started um several months ago. I went to Target and I bought a Kelly Kapowski uh t-shirt <laughs> from Bell. And I think that's where it started, man. I was like, man, I used to love Say by the Bell, and then wouldn't you know um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine was like, hey, did you know they just dropped all the seasons of Save by the Bell on Netflix? Man, I've been watching Saved by the Bell now for, for a couple of days, you know, binge watching Save by the Bell episodes. And it, it just kind of, I don't know, I think that's kind of where it started for this season for me. And like you were saying, it, it makes me feel good to think about a time where, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. I, I remember sitting Saturday morning, man, watching Power Ranger, you know, episodes and, and spider-man animated series you know shows on on saturday morning man and x-men animated series and all that stuff just brings me back to a place where you know it, it life was just good because there was no responsibility you know life you know life is good now and i and i'm grateful for life now um but you know we got responsibilities we're adults you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but
2: yeah
0: it's something about painting a reptile or painting A Slimer, or, you know, lately I've been on Power Rangers, um, and, um, you know, it's just something about it, you know, spending time in the midst of painting something from your childhood, it it really just takes you back, so it's been, it has been a very feel-good season for me these past couple months, so. Well,
2: just. Being a marketer myself, man, that's really good for you because you were talking about, like, you got the bread of the sandwich, which is your Spider-Man's, your Deadpool's, your Captain America's and stuff, which, you know, when people walk by, they're going to be like, oh, that looks cool, but when they come to your booth and they see a fucking Reptar, or they see, like, Slimer, they're going to be like, holy shit, hang on, like, let me take a minute. Let me look through your catalog. Let me look through yeah. your print book. Like, what What all do you have? Because, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people at these cons, and, and they, they got your Spider-Mans. They got your Deadpools. They got your Captain Americas, you know, because that's yeah. what's popular, and that's the cool hip, now. Wow. But when you get the deep – I call them the deep cuts. The deep cuts. Like a Reptar yeah. – and you had Daria mm-hmm. and like yeah. Slimer and shit. It's like, wow, like that's some deep cuts, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah
0: that's, I like that. I am might have to, man, I to have to coin, use that if you don't mind. I like that, that deep cut. Cause that,
2: that's, that's that, how I feel. I feel free to steal it. Cause I use that phrase all the time, deep cuts. Cause, man, it's true. It's like, it's almost like a B side or something. Like, hey, this is something else I can do besides what's like the mainstream, what everybody else is doing.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, just, I don't know, just a random, you know, nest fact, you know, growing up, my mom, you know, was really strict and there was just a lot of shows I wasn't allowed to watch. And, you know, Beavis and Butthead was one of those. And uh, it was after my bedtime, you know, Beavis and Butthead would come on around after my bedtime. And I remember I'd pretend uh, to go to sleep. And then we had a two-story house. And then, you know, there was like a little hallway thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but the hallway had like a TV in it. So there was enough room to just kind of like lounge out, and lay down and watch some TV. So I remember I'd, you know, sneak, I'd pretend like I was going to sleep and then I'd, you know, whatever, wait for my mom to kind of do her thing or maybe go in her room or, you know, get settled. And then I'd sneak out into my little hallway upstairs to watch Beavis and Butthead. And, you know, once again, man, it's it's that deep. When you said that, I don't know why this, you know, is deep. You know, it's specific memories in childhood that I think I want to capture for myself and hopefully I can capture for other people. Um, and if not anything, if not even to buy it, maybe just the moment that they're at my booth, they just have that that moment where they're like, man, I remember I remember where I was at as a kid or, or whatever, watching, you know, episodes of, of Rugrats or, you know, Rocco's Modern Life or, or Doug, you know, whatever, you know, like I remember where I was. I remember, you know, what I was doing. When I was that age, you know, so I, I think um, that's my mission. This mega con um, is like we were talking about the bread, but I think the meat this year is going to be that nostalgia and really trying to I like that. The deep cuts, man, trying to get people those deep cuts, bro.
2: Yeah. And that's why I love man. And the other thing I love about your artwork is it's really bright and really colorful because I've been. I've been redoing my house and especially my living room in local art. Like, it's all local artists. Like, Josh Bowers got pieces up in there. Warren Art's got pieces up. Art of Pinto is up in the house. Like, a lot of different people that have done the show have, like, given me art. and I put it up in the house. And I I love it. And that's kind of how I'm just kind of decorating, like, the whole living room because I got a large, large living room. And what I love about your art is how bright it is because that's my only thing is when – they're like, hey, let me give you some art. What do you want? I'm like, make sure it's bright and it's colorful. Because, like, <laughs> I don't want dark shit in my house. Like, yeah. I'm I'm a real big believer in bright colors, you know, make you feel good and make you feel oh, better. Yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. like, I don't want any, I don't want no dark shit up in here. Like, it better be <laughs> colorful. You know, I want, I want pastels. I want bright colors. Anything you got in neon, that's even yeah. better. So, oh, excuse me. So. No, man, but I love it. And, like, I love, like, your Ninja Turtles is dope. I got to say, because I I know you said lately you've been doing these deep cuts uh, with the 90s stuff. Uh, Walk me through your day, like, when you go to the studio. Like, do you put on, like, Netflix in the background? Do you put on music in the background? Like, what's your, like, I'm going, I'm painting. Do you have a couple, like, cold beers? Or do you have, like, an energy drink? Or, like, walk me through, like, you're in the studio, you're doing your thing, you're painting.
0: All right, cool. Um, you know, so usually what I do, I wake up, I check my emails and, you know, get all that stuff going, um, throw on some, some studio clothes and then head out. Um, a f- good friend of mine, I'm kind of like subleasing his garage, um, in this apartment complex <clears throat> to, you know, use it as my studio. So I go there and, uh, you know, get my breakfast in or whatever before I get there. And, you know, it, it just depends on the mood. It, it's, it's wild. I'm actually reading a book and, here yeah it's actually it's near me and uh it's a long title but it's called the short end of it is it's called manager day and um it's edited by a a person named jocelyn glee but it's funny because it talks about really trying to build a routine and as i'm reading this book i'm like man you know I, i don't really have a routine but it it was breaking down you know that all these artists you know like they, they have a special chair and, you know, they, they, like you said, they, they, they drink a cup of coffee or they, you know, drink two bottles of water, you know, before they sit down and, you know, write, you know, 14 pages, 20 pages of their novel they're working on. But, you know, for me, it's, it's weird. I I just kind of, I get in the studio and it's really, it's really dependent on the workload. Um, if, if it's, kind of like commission based and it's almost like I'm cranking and it's, it's more of like, okay, I'm I'm in here and I really got to get down and dirty and, and and work out these pieces because they're due, you know, in five days, they're due next Monday. Um, I'll probably get in there and listen to something, you know, kind of heavy. I I love Rage Against the Machine. Um, You know, I'll listen to maybe some heavy, you know, some heavy type of alternative rock, you know, music. Um, When I'm more, mellow um you know i'll put in some some hip-hop you know what i'm saying in a more mellow mood where you know maybe deadlines aren't as aren't as strenuous um and i'm just kind of free to just kind of you know do what i got to do and, and be myself and kind of want you know create pieces that i'm kind of just thinking in my head so the music kind of varies um if i'm on if i'm on go mode and and i got to get some stuff done it's rock music if i'm chilling and i'm cooling out it's hip-hop music um Sometimes I'm in I'm in complete silence. Um, I like to you know listen to sermons sometimes when I'm you know when I'm painting too. It just kind of depends on my mood. For, but for the most part, it's a lot of music and just very just very sporadic. You know I don't I don't really have a specific flow. M- the music's going. I'm painting. One thing that I will share though is that I paint on several pieces at a time. Um, so I, I know you were on my Instagram. Um, So, like, for example, the latest post, I'm doing a Spider-Man Heroes and Villains set. Like, I'm working on seven paintings at one time. That's something that I learned in college. Um, My professor, his name was Professor Rivers at UCF, he was really big about working on multiple things at the same time. You know, not getting stuck on one thing and and not putting all your energy on on one piece of artwork because then you'll just kind of get tired of it. So, what I do is I kind of rotate Um, And I have about five at any given time. I'm working on about five to seven pieces at any given time. Um, And, you know, I mean, I I work with a lot of speed, a lot of energy. um, So, like, while I'm maybe, you know, while I'm kind of laying down the foundation and the spray paint for one over here on this end of the studio, I'm running over to the other side and and hitting two or three, you know, pieces at the same time for some drip. Um, So, like, if you were to put a camera in my studio, I, I would probably look a madman. Um, Because it's very very energetic. Uh, I'm going from kind of like station to station. I have like a clean side. I have a dirty side. I have a splatter side. Um, So I'm moving in and out um, from all my stations kind of working, you know, almost not really in order, but just kind of sporadically. I spend about I try my best to kind of cap it off around five to six hours uh, when I get in there. Um, And then I just kind of, you know, cut it off. and and, and let it go and then come home and try to chill and and wake up and do it again. So I I don't know, my routine, I'm still trying to build it, but I think the only thing that's kinda consistent is the music. (laughs) So other than that, everything's kinda sporadic.
1: So like you're you sound like you have a you know a pretty you know flexible day. Like you have like your you know, you go in, you get you go at your breakfast, you get your 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 coffee or whatever, and then you go in and then you kinda have like it's easy for you because you'll have like four or five pieces that you had already been established, and it feels awesome because you kind of get the even going into a piece you're not sure exactly what the outcome is going to be. So you kind of have a little bit of that creativity, that little spontaneity, especially yeah. with the drips and stuff. So that's kind of be a cool feeling, a refreshing <laughs> feeling that you go into something and you're like, you know what, I'm I'm still going to adding to it, like you said, layers, and and it, it, it even at the end of the day you're not sure exactly what the end result is going to be, and that's kind of be really refreshing.
0: Yeah, you know, um, what's interesting about my style, sometimes, and, and that's, it, it, I guess the only way to really explain me and explain my style is, is kind of um, sporadic, random, um, you know, because there's times like the Slimer piece, going back to that one. Um, I, I took the time to actually map it out. I drew it on paper, the sketchy uh it was a drawing on on computer paper that you saw first, and then the one with the color was the the, the end result with the canvas. So it, what's interesting is like for the Slimer piece, I actually took the time. You know, I, I was in my computer room. You know, I, I sat down. I sketched out the Slimer with pencil first. Then I went in there and, and, you know, touched it up really, really nicely with a pen. And then I took the piece of paper to the studio. It was really weird. I don't know why I was so delicate and had so much finesse uh, with the Slimer. But then, for example, uh, this another example, the Spider-Man set that I have, those seven paintings, um, if you look at that Instagram post, were actually other pieces of art that I ditched and didn't want to continue working on. So I just painted something else over them and I, I didn't draw it out first. I literally just drew, I sketched with the paint, like nothing was on paper, nothing. And and I think, you know, I kind of do that on purpose so that every piece has its own specific energy um, to it. Um, so that way, everyone kind of has its own taste, his own flavor um, of, of spontaneity and creativity. Um, so, where the Slimer can look really clean, then you have another piece that's like a Spider Man and it just looks really crazy and off the wall. Um, and I just, I do that. It's weird. I just wake up and it's whatever mood I'm in. Um, but I usually. I don't really draw that much anymore before I go. I just kind of just go on the canvas. I used to draw a lot before. So it was more process based. Now I just I find it very fun to just kind of see what happens on canvas without planning. Kind of just like just do it, you know?
1: That's awesome. And also just just to, ref- to remind everyone, people can get prints as well of some of your That's- works.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um there's a print section on my website www.officialnest.com. Uh, So there's actually a a tab for the prints and I'm going to be releasing a lot more. I'll probably almost double the amount of prints because there's a lot, a lot of uh, works that I've had in the chamber for a long time um, that I, you know, I've taken high quality photos of and just never really did anything with them. So I I, I do believe that mega cons is going to be that kind of like that. Whoa, you know, like I'm just going to bring everything that I have and, Let's have a good time. It's four days and let's make the best out of it. So I there's going to be a ton more prints hitting the website um, after Megacon just because, you know, I want to be able to, you know, have the the people that are coming to Megacon almost like kind of like first dibs. Um, And then after that, they'll be available online.
1: That's awesome, Ness. We really want to pre- we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to join us again on the Happy Hour, with Johnny and Deuce, and to be able to kind of get into your mindset, your psyche, how you think about things, and just kind of geek out for an hour.
0: No, oh, that's what's up. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. It's it's been nice. it's, it's been awesome. You guys are, are incredible, and you know, just on your Facebook I was on your Facebook today actually and I just think it's awesome you know you guys are almost at 200 episodes that that's that must be you know we you were talking about a refreshing feeling it must it must also be a refreshing feeling for the both of you to to be able to see that um and and, you know just kind of be like wow you know we have accomplished this much so I'm definitely proud of you guys man you guys are, are killing it killing
2: it well thanks man but also don't forget us 90s kids when you do your prints man because i want to print of that slimer so oh yeah so well, you, I, I, i'm just saying like the slimer and the daria and the, and the reptar like don't yeah. forget, don't forget about us 90s kids when you start doing your prints
0: oh i got y'all for sure when okay I, you got some with y'all's names on it man for sure well so nice. we
2: appreciate it man and hey i'll tell you what we got a one night here soon we got we got to get voltron we got to build it we got to oh, put it yeah. together because we can do, do it with Skype. We can do it with Google Hangout. But let's try, let's try and build the monster and get okay. get Voltron so we get everybody here on it because uh, yeah. we'd love to have that and we'd love to interview them too because, like I said, we've really been working hard with the local art community to get our fans to find these new local artists because, yeah. to me, art is really important. Like I, I, I did a lot of art in high school. I did art in college. So to me, art's kind of one of those touchstones, you know, and I think it means a lot to me and it means a lot to other people. And I just love getting people like you and Josh and, and Warren arts, like your name out there. Cause you guys are doing such amazing stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. I want my friends to see it. Share like, the I, love. I want to share you. the love because it's so cool. I'm like, you got to see this This is awesome.
0: No, thank you, man. That, that means a lot. You know, I don't, I, I'll be honest. I mean, even, even the fact that, um, I'm being interviewed now. I, I thought it was a great experience at Bartow. It's just it's over the top, guys. So thank you. You, you guys are gentlemen and scholars. So I, I appreciate y'all, man. For real. I think
2: that might be the first time our names have been used with either of those two words in a <laughs> sentence, to be honest with you. But I, I do I do, we I do. appreciate, appreciate it, man.
1: it. Definitely. And one more time, how do people find you on the Internet?
0: All right. So uh, myself as official Ness, you can find me on – I mean, I'm pretty much on, on everything. I'm on Twitter um i'm on instagram and i'm on facebook all those three you can find me at uh, at official and then also the website is www.officialness.com um, i'm one fourth of the renaissance nerds uh so it's myself at official ness It's at larry himself it's at bombay customs and it's at world of comics we create voltron which is the renaissance nerds and same thing there too across all boards um instagram facebook is the renaissance nerds or at the renaissance nerds for the instagram and then we also got a twitter that's going to be coming up so that we can keep you guys posted also uh, youtube uh go ahead and search out the renaissance nerds we have all of our you know live paintings and uh that we've done at cons and then we also have our show new box fresh um that's hosted by myself and gamma uh, he's uh, at World of Comics. So, yeah, tons of stuff to check out, guys.
1: Awesome, Ness. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be uh, talking to you soon.
2: Thank you guys so much. You're welcome, man. Have a good night, brother. Have a good night, guys. Later. And speaking of ways to find people, let me tell you how you can find us. You can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine, Show at gmail.com. Uh, you send us our letters. Uh, just uh, send us uh, some questions for the mailbag. Any of that stuff. Send it to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Don't forget to give us a like and to share us. Um, and when you go on the Twitter machine, there's not one and there's not two, but there's three hashtags hashtag happy hour podcast, podcast hashtag HH Podcast hashtag show, and hashtag deuce deuces on the loose. loose. Later.
1: See you.